This is Discover Your Dog, the show that demystifies your dog's behavior so you can get the very best results from your dog training. This show is brought to you by FamilyDogFusion.com. For professional advice, dog training tips, ebooks, and a video to teach your dog how to walk on a leash, go to FamilyDogFusion.com and sign up for your free membership today. Dogs are rude, selfish, and careless. We discussed this back in episode 240, another puppy podcast. But is your dog way beyond rudeness? Dave is joining me today to discuss just that. I mean, dogs have personalities, right? Right. We would love for you to join our community of dog lovers. Log on to Facebook and search for our business page, Family Dog Fusion. There you will get updates as to what's going on with our dog-loving family and friends from all over the world. See events, our travels, or just information that you may need about the podcast, our book, or the new products we'll be releasing. That's Family Dog Fusion on Facebook. See you there. This is Discover Your Dog, the show that demystifies your dog's behavior so that you may get the very best from the dog training. I am Dave, and I'm here with Benny Copeland, trainer to people, behaviors to the dogs, and just like you, we are dog lovers. Uh, dog lovers. Woo! We're going to do that together, but that really worked out. It's okay. Okay. Welcome to the show. Uh, Benny, you told me about an incident with you and Beans while kayaking a few weeks back. I think you told me multiple times. It was interesting how you had such feelings for this dog. It almost seemed as if you're saying the dog was a jerk. Did I misunderstand your tone? And I do repeat things all the time. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, Dave, uh, in a way, no. Uh, and in a way, yes. The dog did attack Beans unprovoked. Beans was on leash, and this dog was not. My friend Tam had Beans, and we had just landed on this island in the middle of a large lake near my home. I was ahead of them, so I wasn't paying much attention to the other dog. And I just heard this commotion, and I went over to break up the dogs. But you do bring up a very good point. Can a dog be an a-hole? Let's circle around to this topic right after this. Do you love what you hear in all of these podcasts? Does what Benny say just make sense to you? Well, if you want a more in-depth understanding of what it means when we say demystify your dog's behavior, then you need to go to amazon.com and get Benny's book, Family Dog Fusion. Yes, we named the book after the website because we wanted things to be simple to remember. And most of all, we really want to fuse your dog into your family. In these few pages, Benny has decoded dog behavior. He's found a way to make what he has learned over the past 20 years of his life make sense when it comes to communicating with your dog. Also, the great thing about this book is you can mark up the pages, highlight the important stuff, bend the heck out of the spine even if you want to. It's yours. So we suggest to do all those things and then give it away and buy a new book when that happens. Family Dog Fusion on Amazon.com. Get your copy today. So, Dave, I, I came up with some things that uh, we were, as we were walking this morning, I came up with some ideas for, like, things that dogs do that seem kind of a-hole-ish. <laughs> that, uh, 
just things that we would think in normal everyday terms, if someone did this or something happened like this, that we would just put it on the dog. So I have a little bit of a list on those. So I thought we'd go over this list and kind of uh, talk about that. And obviously the first thing that you brought up was this attack on beans, uh, seemingly for no reason. All right, let's jump into it. Well, um, so just to go through the story, uh, we had kayaked about, um, I don't know, maybe a half mile out to this island. There were already a bunch of people, and this uh, person had brought their dog onto the island as well. He was not paying attention to his dog. He had unleashed his dog, which I'm fine with. I don't have any problem. The dog was very contained within on the island. And we had actually met maybe a couple weeks earlier, and we had an incident to the point that the guy had actually told me, you know, maybe we should just let him get into it. Maybe we should just let him fight and then they could be friends. And I was like, no, that doesn't sound quite right. Yeah. I mean, do you think that that's a, would be a way if someone came up to you with their new dog, a way for them to greet and become friends? I don't think so. That's not, uh, usually I think every time that we've met new dogs, especially if it's at the dog's house, you're going to meet in the front yard, let them do the sniff and the, the walk around and such. Yeah, see how they're doing together. And if they don't do well, then you keep them separate or you do things to um, at least... Uh, manage the situation. Mm-hmm. And um, in this case, it wasn't managed. I mean, that dog actually did come up and greet uh, at our kayak and a little bit aggressively, and I was able to keep the other dog away. I didn't think about it at that point. Um, I just handed Tam the leash. The dog had gone on about its business. And then as we were walking onto into the little campground, the dog actually kind of jumped out of the bushes like it was there and waiting. So that, you know, at first you think of that and it does sound like, hey, that's an a-hole thing to do for the dog. But do you think that was really inside the dog or is that something maybe that the owner could have taught him? Well, I know for a fact that the owner didn't teach him. This owner's not had this dog that long. Uh, He did rescue this dog. Um, It is a a husky mix dog and it's a considerably bigger, maybe three times bean size. Um, beans is around 20 pounds. This dog is probably around 60 to 70 pounds. Right. And uh, the dog, we don't know what the background is. And, and, you know, when you adopt a dog, you don't know. I'm not really about so much about the background of the dog as to understanding the behaviors that they do and taking care of those behaviors, whether it be manage the behaviors or teach the dog to behave in a new way. And we talk about that in all my podcasts. I mean, that's what these podcasts are about. This guy just wasn't paying attention. His dog, uh, yeah, it, like you said, it really was, to me, more about his responsibility. Because here's the funny part. So when... <laughs> always waiting for the funny part, Always Benny. waiting for always. the funny part. So when I went and broke up this fight, and he got very angry that I went to bro- break up this fight, and the way that I was treating his dog... And so he started yelling at me Hmm. and he blamed me for not letting him know that I was coming to the island and bringing my dog. (laughs) Like, like I knew he was there with his dog. Like he was supposed to tell me, right? Like I'm, I don't even know this guy that well. So he starts really getting angry about it. And I told him, I said, just keep your dog. I'm not angry about this. I'm not mad about it. Just keep your dog separate. Keep your dog over there. 
Um, he actually put his dog on a leash and then had gone out in the lake and was swimming and his dog chewed through the leash and came back. Wow. After beans. Wow. Now, see, in this case where he, the guy was trying to be a little bit um, responsible with his dog, uh, but he was very irresponsible in the sense that he wanted to blame me for this issue instead of taking care of his dog, instead of doing the things that he needed to do. So at that point, he did. He, I told him, I said, you can leave your dog loose if you want. He's not going to bother beans. I've got beans. You know, we had beans on the leash. Um, he did leave the island for about an hour. I was able to let beans off the leash and let her go run around the island, which was really fun for her and um, good for me because, you know, she needs to learn to come back to me. And this is a very good way she was contain- contained. She's not going to get out in the water. She doesn't like to get deeper than um, she can stand. So, um, in the sense of where we would think this dog was being rude, really this dog, we don't know what his background was. It was, it could have been a very protective dog. It could have been a dog that, what I've seen in the past is dogs that actually get attacked become the aggressors. We don't know, this dog could have been attacked in its lifetime. Um, it, it obviously was on its own because for what this guy was saying is that they found it um, in a situation where the dog had knowingly been on its own for a while. So we don't know. We don't know if this dog was running away from a bad situation or what was going on. And as long as we kept the dogs apart, I had no problem with it. And from that point on, we had no issues. Um, The guy continued to be (laughs) a jerk about it uh, to the point where I finally had to tell him, you know, I wasn't going to talk about this anymore with him. I wasn't going to discuss it. But here we are doing a podcast about it. So I guess it's still burning up a little (laughs) bit inside. Well, you know, actually this was Tam's idea to do uh, this topic. And, you know, the other thing, think about that. So the other things on my list, right? So like dogs pee and poop everywhere and anywhere, anywhere they want, right? We talk about that all the time. Yeah. You know, let me one. I've got one thing before we leave about uh, that first topic about attacking dogs for other reasons. Judy and I actually have some experience uh, about four years ago. We went to Best Friends Animal Society in Kanab, Utah. Oh, that's definitely a dream of mine. And for anybody who's listening, I'm sure there's a you know, everybody's dog lovers, but this is a great it's a non kill shelter. I think it's about 5,000 acres, and it's right by the Zion National Forest. And you can actually volunteer your time. And in half-day sessions, you can work with puppies, senior dogs, cats, horses. And so we were out there for about a week. And part of the dogs that we actually worked with and took for walks and such were a certain football player's dogs that actually were using them in dog fighting. And so all of his dogs were brought to Best Friends Animal Sanctuary. And these were mean dogs. I mean, I guess you could say they were a-holes because they were fighting dogs. And, and we love all different types of dogs. But the, where, my, where I'm going with the story is over a period, I believe it was about three years, Best Friends was actually able to retrain and get rid of some of the behaviors that humans taught them. And they adopted all of their animals, except, I believe, for one or two of the dogs back out. See, and that's where, you know, not even needing to know the background of these dogs, it would have been viable and possible to do this. You know, to be able to get these dogs into a better place. Um, This is a breed of dog that is very much about uh, family living and Mm -hmm. family life. And, um, and that, and, and that is the case. I mean, you know, this guy 
can do things with his dog in order to teach this dog to be better. Now, he obviously has no background. Um, he had no clue that that was my background either. Uh, so, you know, his his comments were very much about, you know, why would you do this or who, you know, who do you think you are and, you know, kind of things because he was just, he was embarrassed and, yep. and he was upset. And, you know, even at the end of all of it, um, he did come to me and, and not really apologize, but in a way, you know, say that he understood. Um, and the, the thing about it is I don't, uh, I'm going to care for my family. Mm-hmm. And sure. if my family is threatened, I'm going to make sure that that threat goes away if I have every possible means to do that. And so, you know, in a situation like this, in, in what we're talking about, like I was going to go over the list and, and thank you for throwing in that story, but the poop and pee anywhere, jump up with wet and muddy paws. Um, dogs are protective, possessive, and sometimes aggressive. And these are not things that create it that the dog's the jerk or the a-hole. Right. This creates it that the owner either doesn't know how to handle these situations or is not in a way that they're treating and training dogs. When I talked about it at the front, you know, I talk about that um, I say dogs are rude and careless. And, and if you listen to the puppy podcast, you'll understand what I mean about those different situations. Dogs just do what they do. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about it, if they're left on their own vices, they're going to go to their bathroom when they have to go to the bathroom. You know, They jump up on each other all the time. I mean, look at Beans trying to play with uh, Sunshine right now, you know, trying to get it just go- going up in her face and in her ear and Sunshine just looking away. I got to tell you, though, living in downtown Nashville, I have a lot of stories about the pooping and the peeing anywhere and owners just being oblivious, not picking up, not even, uh, you know, we've, we've got uh, one gentleman that lives in our, our building that we call Doo because guess what his dogs do? He <laughs> walks them down the sidewalk and yep, craps right there and he keeps right on going. Wow. <laughs> I, used to, I used to call Molly uh, my most inappropriate uh, pooper. Because I, I could walk through fi- walk by five houses where she would need to go to the bathroom, knowing that she needed to go to the bathroom, and she doesn't go until I get to that one house that has the three people sitting out on the porch, and that's the bathroom, that's the yard she decides to go poop in. Now, I always pick it up, but still, right there in front of them at that time... <laughs> awesome. You know, she would, she would do it at the most inappropriate times. Uh, I would be in a parking lot with her somewhere and uh, walking around the back end of the parking lot. And as I'm coming up toward the front where everybody's walking, that's where she decides to go. And she does the same thing. She has that strolling poop thing where she can just stroll and poop at the same time. But again, I think that comes down to not really the dog. It's the owner and being responsible owners. Right. Think about this. We had this, uh, we talked about this little story um, about about, I, I don't know if I told you this situation or not, um, but we t- I talked to you about a story where I was hired to go in and talk to this group of people. This company was Bark, and you've heard of the oh, company. Yeah. And I think yeah. it's, it may be a subsidiary, maybe not, maybe different, but it's a subsidiary or the one that um, sends you out the weekly or monthly boxes when you pay um, the monthly charge. But th- what they were doing was setting up mobile dog parks. And in each of these dog parks, they would rent this property, they would set up the dog park, and they would have a coffee shop 
like a mobile coffee shop uh, truck oh, nice. there, food yeah. truck. And so they had people working to serve. So what they wanted was to allow the uh, employees to understand when something was about to happen, like to understand some dog behaviors and things like that. So they hired me to come in and do this little seminar with them. Well, I brought dog, I brought dog, I brought Oz as my uh, example of the bad way that dogs greet each other. <laughs> Because he's horrible at greeting other dogs. He's stiff. He's upright. He's very intimidating. Even when you guys were walking up today, he was looking out that window. He was stiff and he was upright. And he finally recognized who you were and who Sunshine was. And his tail started wagging. And he relaxed a little bit. He knows that I always come with cookies in my pocket. Well, that's it. He saw you coming he up. He always knows. And that's the thing too, right? So he has this very intimidating greeting and it's it sometimes it creates that the other dog gets upset. Like the other dog will start to, you know, show uh, defensive signs or things like that. And most people don't even realize that it's my dog that's actually cr- kind of creating that. So I showed them with people. And once he gets with a dog and he relaxes, he's fine. But it's that initial greeting that he looks like an a-hole when he's greeting him. But he's not. I mean, he's the sweetest dog. I think he is. And I know you've told me some stories about when you first adopted him. Yeah, but always with people, he's always been amazing. I mean, little kids, people in general, he's always been amazing. He's only had issues with dogs. And at first, I didn't know if I would ever be able to get him around dogs. But when him and Molly started getting along and being best buds early on, I was like, yeah, he's going to be my dog. You know, and he still is. He would be 14 in this October. Wow, that's great. Yep. So dogs, I we both love dogs, and yeah, sometimes they have bad behaviors. But I don't know. I think it's a little bit more than the dog. I think it's the owner. Yeah, I think I, I, I tend to agree with you there. Um, I know dogs do have personalities, and dogs have differing personalities. There are some dogs that are going to be a little more um, a, aggressive, easier, easily aggressive. Um, but, uh, with good training, with a good family home, with a a dog that can be self-confident, uh, you can really manage or get rid of these issues altogether. Um, find a good trainer, find a good behaviorist in your area that's willing to work with you. If you have the over the top behaviors, uh, you know, next week I'm going to uh, talk with your wife. She's going to be my co-host Judy and, she, we're going to talk about more about the Zen of dogs, like how dogs do very well with each other uh, and with changes and things like that. Because I will tell you, the majority of people don't hire a trainer. I mean, the majority of people... Unfortunately, right? Yeah. Well, unfortunately for me, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the majority of people, their dog's fine. And it's just the small behaviors that they can work through. Now, typically what I find is that someone that's finally actually hired a behavior or hires me, they start to realize that every dog for the rest of their life, they're going to have a, a trainer, you know, because it just helps that much to yeah. be able to establish those things. I have a question. Okay. This may help the listeners as well. So I had, somebody had told me a long time ago, when you're getting a younger dog or even a puppy, that it's a good tip or technique to flip them over on their backs to see if they'll stay and let them kind of scratch your belly. Submissive is what Judy's saying in the background. But, um, and it's, it creates not as an aggressive dog or the dog's not as aggressive if they'll do that. Is that true? All puppies are a-holes. (laughs) puppies are cute um so dave 
This this is not something that I ever recommend with an owner. And here's the problem, because in terms of me being a professional, if I did that, um, I can create it that a dog does become a little more submissive or a little more uh, has a little more behavior. I'll give you a good example of that. Um, but the truth is, if you don't do it appropriately, you don't do it the right way, it unfortunately becomes just attention for the behavior. And if you remember, mm, the biggest attention right. you can give your dog, the biggest praise you can give your dog is touch. And if you're touching your dog during an aggressive or um, just a, even an overplay, aggressive play time, and you do that, and then you don't do it in a way that it, the dog gets the message, what ends up happening is the dog just thinks it can continue doing that and that that you want it, that you're playing with it. And what I understand by talking about this and seeing people do that, most people do not do it appropriately. And so it does become more of an attention thing. That's a very good question. Um, are you going to change your dog's uh, demeanor or personality? If you do it as a young enough puppy, this is the time where they are most, um, what's that word? They, they are most... Open to learn, open to or learn. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the the change of uh, you know, to kind of create a good personality. Typically, their personalities are developed between that six and twelve weeks. Uh, dog's personality is developed. So, if you're doing things like that and you're creating that your dog is a little more submissive, things like that, you can create. You could also create an overly submissive dog, which may not always be the best thing either. So, I don't ever recommend that. That's the way that you would train, or that you're looking to do that to change your dog's personality or create. A, a better personality, um, you know, just let the dog be the dog and set the rules and set the boundaries. And um, then you end up, you know, seeing how your behavior toward the dog and how you do things has, has uh, how the dogs responded to those things, especially in that early impressionable time. Impressionable. Yeah. That was the word I was looking for. Impressionable. We have so many puppies in our complex where we live in, and it's interesting watching them go from little cute furry guys and girls to these big jump up and down and bite the leash in half type of dogs that are yeah. a little out of control, but yeah, it's all good. Well, that's good. And, and like we've learned, let's talk about that in the summary. Today, we asked the question, is your dog an a-hole? You discovered that the behaviors we tend to blame on the dogs are typically just normal behaviors for the dogs. True. You also learned that with training and love, you can have an amazing family member that abides by your rules, which means if your dog is perceived to be an asshole, you may already know the reason why. Thank you. If you would like to contact us, we have a link on our website, familydogfusion.com. We would love to hear your opinion and we value your feedback. So again, familydogfusion.com. Or if you just want to send us a direct message, you can do that via email. It goes to familydogfusion at gmail.com. Your comments are important to us and help us with future shows. Thank you for listening to our show. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends and family. Also, go ahead and give us a five-star review because it helps others find our show. And frankly, we just love to read them. This show is produced by Eric Jayner and show notes are created by Carissa Dolan. Thank you to all of the Family Dog Fusion team and our affiliate sponsor, Healthy Paws Pet Insurance. For your free pet insurance quote, 
go to familydogfusion.com slash insurance. And go to familydogfusion.com and sign up for your free membership today. Be impeccable with your dog.